Welcome to ABC Gotham, the podcast about New York City history that operates according to the alphabet, bringing you topics in alphabetical order. And this week, our topic is the Atlantic Avenue Tunnel. Uh, with me today yeah. is my stunning co-host, Kate. Oh, that's very nice of you. It's nice to say stunning, especially since they can't see me. You know, they're just going to have to take our word for it. Audience, you can trust me on this. <laughs> and with me is the fantastically beautiful Kathleen. Wow. Wow. You have an attractive couple yeah. of hosts for you tonight, or whatever yeah, time yeah, of day you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're incredibly, the most, possibly the most attractive podcasters, but I, you know, since you don't see too many of them. No one knows. Cool. Maybe, maybe we're all horribly burned and faceless beings, but. Are, are you? Because I'm not. I, I, I haven't become so in the last few days, so no, I, I'm, I'm still good. Burn-wise, I'm good. Well, I'm really excited about this topic. I was obsessed with the Atlantic Avenue, also called the Cobble Hill Tunnel, mm -hmm. for years until I finally took a tour, mm -hmm. which took with you. Yes, we did take that tour together. Um, years ago. Mm -hmm. So how did you first hear about it? Now, you've been a Brooklyn resident for over a decade now, right? Thirteen years, yeah. Thirteen years, good Lord. Just for the record, it's it's 2012. So what, when did you first hear about this even? You know, I, I don't know. It was one of those things that you kind of heard rumors about. Mm -hmm. And and through my research in looking this up and when we went on the tour and talked to Bob Diamond, mm -hmm. it seems a lot like that's how everyone hears about it. It's this weird story about this mysterious tunnel mm -hmm. in the middle of Brooklyn somewhere on Atlantic Avenue, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. not really, that's Obviously, not really the middle of Brooklyn, but I had just heard rumors of it. I went to Pratt for school, mm -hmm. and there are all these electrical tunnels under Pratt. And I think I, I really got fascinated with that and abandoned subway mm. tunnels. And then as soon as I heard about this, I was really fascinated. And I pretty much found out about the tour not too much longer later. Mm -hmm. And just, I think, just signed us up because I, I think it took us about a year to get like all our stuff together to be able to go. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was just, I just kind of stumbled across it and was incredibly fascinated. It seems like such a funny thing because the subway, the New York City subway, there are a couple of unused, I guess, abandoned subway tunnels, including one particularly gorgeous one, the, the City Hall station, which they don't use, mm -hmm. but you know, this isn't a secret. It's easy enough to find out about. There's a museum of a uh, of New York City Transit Museum, I, which I highly recommend if anyone is in uh, Brooklyn Heights and feels like stopping by. They, you know, have all these images and talk about how they built it, and it's it's really gorgeous. Um, but you can't go there. The trains go right through. There's no stop. I don't remember why, but it's not like a big secret. So then, the Atlantic Avenue well, Tunnel is so different, you know. Though I know the re I think the reason they stopped using the city hall station is that the trains are sh were shorter then than they are now. Yes. Yeah. So it's I I do know I mean I've heard that you can sit on the train certain times a year and go around and see the station even though it doesn't stop there. Mm, okay. There's also the um this I'm I'm never sure the name of the station. I want to think it's I'm not even going to say what I think it is because I have no idea. Okay. But when you're on the 
B or the Q train right mm-hmm. before you go over the Manhattan Bridge, there is a station there that um, has lots of really amazing artwork, artwork on the uh, on the platform. And as the train goes by, it's kind of done so that it moves with the train, and you see it's. Like when you take a book and you like flip through it and there's drawing really? in sequential order and I don't actually remember what that's called, but yeah, <laughs> it's, um, art. you yeah. can see it going flip book art. Yes. Yeah. Um, but on a subway train and yeah, that's a station I'm fascinated with, but has been closed forever. Really? As well. Wow. And that's the thing. I mean, I know there are stations that aren't used or, or are bypassed entirely, but if you're able to see the art and for God's sake, if there's art there, that is designed to be viewed from the train, they're clearly lighting the space. They're clearly occasionally going in and cleaning the space. Like, you know, it's it's space they're not using, but are not trying to pretend isn't there, which is where, right. you know, we got this whole other level of, of mystery with the Atlantic Avenue tunnel. So so let's give a little bit of a background for, for our listeners, uh, both New Yorkers and outside of New York, you know, just to explain what this is, when it happened, and and we can take turns talking about it, but I'll open by saying that it was first constructed. It was constructed, actually. It took seven months, and this was in 1844. So just to give everyone some perspective on where that is, that's 15 years before the Civil War, and this is just before the Gold Rush and also the Irish Potato Famine. So just so you have an idea of roughly where we are and, and you can visualize in your mind what what the world looked like, based, of course, on movies about the Civil War, the Gold Rush. Because that's how we learn about everything. Precisely. Yes. Well, you need the visual, you know? And and this yes. is the downside of the podcast. And also the downside of being such stunning podcast hosts is <laughs> there's no there's no visual. So so our, our fine listeners will just have to take our word for it. So it was built in 1844. Oh, keep going. Okay. Uh, it was built by the cut and cover method. This is basically div- digging a ditch and covering it over. It's huge. Like Kate said, we, we were able to visit it. It's, it, it's amazing. I mean, a, a locomotive can pass through. Simple as that. And according to my research, one of the, the benefits, a big reason that they created this was to make the trip from New York or, you know, the tri-state area down here to Boston shorter. In fact, by building this tunnel, it was possible to have a a route to Boston from New York that was, you know, a a ferry to the end of this tunnel in Brooklyn. The train would take someone through the uh, the width of Long Island and another ferry at the end, and you're in Boston. And this trip took days or weeks off of off of the existing route to Boston. Uh, at this time, there's now uh, the Metro North, there are highways, of course, that will take you up to Boston, and those, you know, this is not how people tra- travel to Boston anymore. We also have airplanes. But... Can you imagine it taking days or weeks to get to Boston? And it's just Boston. I feel like I would never go anywhere. I would never go to Boston, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you don't go anywhere. It, you know, to go... To the, the beach at the Rockaways at the far end of the city was, was an epic journey, you know? And, and this, this rail line, uh, got people to Boston, also to Providence, and cut just so much time off it, which is why it was one of the reasons it was built. Do you have other, other information on why they built it? 
Uh, I do actually. There were a few points uh, for how they were actually able to get the money to do this. Hmm. One problem is that um, the Long Island Railroad trains lacked the brakes hmm. that um, you need to run on city streets. Essentially, people were getting hit by trains. Mm-hmm. And the trains, they're these huge locomotives, and it's not like, you know, light rail or trolleys where they can stop really fast. You've got this huge train, mm-hmm. mostly probably steam power. These are literally um, steam locomotives, it, yeah, like in the movies. Exactly, and it takes, it would probably take blocks to stop, mm-hmm. and by that point you've hit somebody. There was a public outcry over the death of a couple boys mm-hmm. that were hit by an LIR train. And I, I also read something. The LIR must have been using something other than steam for a while. Mm-hmm. Because I heard they kind of, in order to get the tunnel, they agreed to switch to steam as mm-hmm. well. Okay. So they really wanted this tunnel. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, yeah, sure, steam, that's great. Uh, we want this tunnel. Mm-hmm. But I think public safety was a main, was probably the main reason they built mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Steam locomotives are are unpleasant, uh, I guess, and of course, any other kind is extremely dangerous. Yeah, I did read it takes several blocks for it to stop, and yeah, that's... And I I think, you know, building the tunnel sadly did not stop people from getting killed. Mm -hmm. I I read some things about um, people falling into the tunnel, Mm. um, especially one that we were discussing earlier about a man... And every description I read said that the man's entire body was run over oh by the train. My God. And that's such a horrific image <laughs> just to like pound it in there. Yes, everything. Yes, everything was run over, every part of his body. Unbelievable. That's like I'm I'm actually like a steamroller. Like like how do you, how is your entire body ro- all right, we don't want to get too grisly, of course, but Wow. Now, I do know at some, I think at some point they were adding to the front of the train these kind of scoop things to like keep people from getting pulled under the train. Yeah, I to think like they're called of, like cattle catchers or something like, like there's a name for that that's basically pushing right. things out of the way is, is the whole reason. Yeah, because otherwise that. you've just got this big like open area that people can just get sucked under and then you get public outcry and then you get a tunnel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you would think that putting it in a tunnel would be like, the solution would be the the thing that fixes it, but of course that doesn't. That's not actually the case. I did I did find a lot more about the opening of the tunnel and a lot less about the closing. It seems like it's kind of kind of shrouded in mystery. There's like a million explanations for why the tunnel was closed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the interesting thing. Is this was built in a remarkable seven months? I think it might have been built. It might have been finished ahead of time. Like this. Ridiculous. It's, it's a landmark project on the part of the Long Island Railroad, the LIRR. Um, you know, when it was opened, everyone was so excited about it. And this is, everything's going to be yeah. safer now and easier now. And then 1861, it closes. 15, 16 right. years um, later, they close. New York State legislature decides to ban all railroad locomotives from within the, the limits of the city of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's obviously some money involved. Mm-hmm. People lose money. You find out the governor is actually a major shareholder in the railroad that is essentially the Long Island Railroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting, creepy conspiracy theory kind of twist. Is this this from what we can tell, this relatively successful, extremely well built, well designed tunnel closes 16 years after it opens, but 
there's money involved, of course. And yes, the, the governor of New York State at the time was John A. King, who was a major shareholder at the LIRR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I kind of, I feel like I went to several pages and every page had like a really in-depth, detailed description on why it closed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But none of them really like fit together for me. So I recommend anybody who's listening to this. Um, there are really great websites online. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really great one put up by Bob Diamond, who we'll discuss in a minute, mm-hmm. who's the man who found the tunnel after it had been lost for years. Mm-hmm. And I, I really recommend his website. That's brooklynrail.net. Just one word, brooklynrail.net. Yeah, and he has, like, he really spent so much time doing a lot of research and kind of is the expert on this and knows mm-hmm. pretty much he's the go-to if you want to know something about the Atlantic Avenue Tunnel. That's definitely the best first place to go. That and then Wikipedia have been have been very, very helpful. Yeah, but in terms of why yeah. why it ended possibly, I, I don't know. I mean, one of the quotes is it was an aggravating nuisance to the city's housewives who launched a campaign against locomotives. They they don't give any more detail about that. I have no idea why, unless it's like rattling and shaking. And this made life unpleasant. Uh, I don't know if it made it inconvenient to move around your neighborhood. I honestly can't imagine. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I mean, besides the few people getting killed in the tunnel, but I feel like uh, it's just not a safe time in New York history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is approximately, you know, well, around the turn of the century, Mm -hmm. late 19th century, you have, of course, the trolleys around Union Square, Mm -hmm. where people would sit in bars and make bets on whether people crossing the street could make it before a trolley would hit them. Are you serious? Yeah, I've read about this before. And um, trolley deaths were like a constant, the trolleys just couldn't stop fast enough, and they would speed up to hit the corners mm. to make it around the corner, but people would be trying to cross the street, and you just couldn't time it right, and people would really sit in bars and make, take, make bets about, is this person going to get hit? Is this person going to get hit? Unbelievable. Wow. So, the tunnel does get filled, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and one one thing that's up for question is when the tunnel was filled, that there is possibly a train mm. in the section because you can, when the tours were operating, you could only go into a portion of the tunnel, mm-hmm. and they've been trying to open up the other section of the tunnel. Yeah, with the idea that there's possibly a train, mm. an old locomotive in the uh, steam locomotive in that section of the tunnel. Well, let me let me back up and give a little little bit of information. Just so yes, yeah, so for whatever reason they decided to close the tunnel. What I have here, uh, it was closed in 1861. There was uh, Electus Litchfield was a gentleman who got a contract to fill in the tunnel. Right. What he did is he walled off both ends of the tunnel and pocketed the difference. So that is why it is even being discussed today. Otherwise, that would all be filled in and it would have, you know, it would have never happened. But there, the tunnel exists. And Bob Diamond, again, we'll get to him in a minute. But yes, I think it was 80 or 81, he found it. And when he brings tours down, when he brought tours down, more about that in a minute, to see it, you would be in a space six blocks long. So you're under Atlantic Avenue in this tunnel, a space six blocks long. However, the tunnel itself is 12 blocks long. So yes. it's blocked in the middle by a large wall 
but six blocks worth of the tunnel remain unexplored. Kate, you may continue. What I, the theory I heard about the walling off mm-hmm. is that originally the tunnel was going to be filled in and they were using this steam locomotive to cart things in to fill, cart whatever you would use to fill a tunnel with. Yeah. And at some point the locomotive broke down mm-hmm. and rather than just taking the train back out, mm-hmm. they left it in there. And then instead of continuing to try to fill this and pull out the locomotive, they just walled it off so that capped it so that the tunnel was essentially closed off, but without filling it. And then of course the difference in money was pocketed, yeah. but, um, now that there's, sounded like I mean, a half-ass a job really... to me when I first heard that Elias, Electus Litchfield, Electus Litchfield, that's the name. Yes. Um, when he just walled off the ends, I was like, wow, way to half-ass it. But to, to basically spackle over a broken down locomotive? Yeah. I gotta admire I mean, that. Good spot, if nothing else. That's, the, yeah. Holy cow, dude. <laughs> Move the train! Well, Come on! Do do your job! It's is ridiculous to me. If the train yeah. is down there, of course. So yes, so we it we should say to be fair that that some experts have said there there can't be a train, there can't be a station. Bob Diamond, of course, says there can be, which is probably a good time to get to the Bob Diamond part of the story. Yes, so so Bob Diamond is an impressive character by any measure. He is the one responsible for finding the tour, finding the tunnel and leading these tours. There were frequent tours, which have since stopped, and we'll go into that in a minute. But from what I can recall from the tour and, and from my research uh, recently, he was an engineering student at Pratt Institute of Design back when Pratt still had a, an engineering school. This is in the 80s, and he was, I guess, sort of obsessed with the idea of this tunnel and got a lot of mixed messages from people he asked. It's not there. It is there. It's gone. It was never there. It was filled in. It wasn't filled in. And he did some sleuthing in, in the days before the internet and found city plans and figured out where it was. And literally... Which is amazing because mm-hmm. he probably went... I can't imagine going through all those blueprints mm-hmm. or like to, just to imagine trying to like find this tunnel that nobody seems to think still exists anymore mm-hmm. before the internet. Like, I just can't imagine. And, and, and who are you? You're, you're, you're a punk college kid, and you think you can just come into City Hall and, and dig up the, the street plans from a century and a half ago? And, and, and he did, and it's amazing to me. He figured out there's a, a manhole in the middle of Atlantic Avenue. It doesn't belong to the gas company, Con Ed. It doesn't belong to the power company, National Grid, or I guess it was uh, probably Keystone back then. It, it was. It's just a, an unclaimed landhole, uh, manhole, sorry. Apparently, he managed to get permission to get down there. I don't know how. Crawling down in the middle of Atlantic Avenue, so like orange cones are set up on a fairly major roadway in Brooklyn. Yeah. He literally had to dig through some dirt. He found the tunnel that was filled in up to the manhole, and he had to dig through that, and that was about four and a half feet wide, seven feet high. So he had to dig this tunnel himself, and that, Kate, you'll remember us creeping through to get into the uh, into the larger tunnel. I do, and I have, it's like 70, 70 feet. Like, he actually, 
had to, I mean, the, the dirt tunnel that he got when he first went down there mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. he essentially was like crawling to get through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It says here he had to dig by hand with a crowbar, yeah. like four hours, just pounding away with a crowbar. He says, I knocked out the cobblestones and bricks that plugged up the opening. It was like rediscovering King Tut's tomb. And just going through this part that he had to dig through, that was that was pretty claustrophobic. That, going through the manhole, I'm not going to lie, turning around, and it's all very close in there. And I'm not really a claustrophobic person, but just getting from the street level into the tunnel itself is, you you got you to gotta grit your teeth and get through it. At least that's yeah, how definitely. I it. And it's slightly claustrophobic now, but I just can't imagine being him and going down there when he's actually kind of just unearthing it and it's not this cleared out area that it is now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just have no idea how... It's pretty amazing because he was 18 years old at the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he actually found the tunnel. So and the whole thing's pretty amazing. Really amazing, yeah. ever even found it. Yeah, that he just started crashing away and he's like i know it's here i know it's here i know it's here and he was right it's there and it's and it's super cool and and he did find it so after he found it in the 80s i'm not sure how soon after that but he did start leading tours of the tunnel and you would line up on atlantic avenue and yeah there'd be cones set up and he like had traffic directed around and lord knows how he got the city to agree to this but he did and these tours were amazing that it was it's so cool it's this it's a tunnel that no one talked about for decades and you know yeah. was was this pretty neat cool thing part of the city and in fact there was a film screening planned that would be in the tunnel right. did you hear about this i did hear about yeah this, i heard about this a little too never... late it was going to be december 11th and 12th in 2010 this film screening was unceremoniously canceled by the fdny and from what I can understand, this triggered a cascade of events that has led to the shutdown of all tunnel tours. So at least at the time of yeah, this recording, I mean, those tours are not going on right now. We People are not able to go down there right now. Right. The FDNY says that there's no safe way in or out. Uh-huh. So that if there was an accident or if someone was hurt... There's no, really the only way to get down there is through the manhole cover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, it's a little, it is a little tricky. Mm-hmm. They also cited air quality issues. Mm-hmm. But I do know that he had some, he, there was something set up where you can constantly check the air quality. Everything I got from the tourists said that there was never really, it's, there was never really any issue with air quality. I kind of do understand the, safety issue coming sure, in and out, sure, but definitely. the tours were kept to a certain number of people. Mm-hmm. Everything was done really safely. And they made it clear that you have to crawl down a manhole, and it's a tight squeeze. To, you to did venture. have to sign a consent form to go down there. there. Was, and there was a the release of the waiver or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. there's certainly that. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you with the, with the exit. There is one way in and one way out, and it's tight. I didn't like it, but I got through it. The interesting thing is, Bob Diamond says there is a second entrance at Hicks Street. So that would basically be at the opposite end of where we were, mm-hmm. uh, where we snuck down the, the subway tunnel like a couple of rats, down the manhole cover like right. rats. Um, there's another entrance at Hicks. He says he'd be happy to open it up, but 
up again, according to Bob Diamond, the Department of Transportation will not allow him to connect, even though he says it would take about five hours. He could just set up yeah, another Yeah, that exit. amazed me. It's like five hours and there'd be another entrance? I mean, and that would, you There's know, they wouldn't be easy entrances to get in and out of, but at least there would be a second one, which I would hope would be comforting to, to people who are concerned about such things. Yeah, there's also, there are some theories, you know, there's always multiple reasons for why people think things happen. Mm -hmm. There's also kind of this idea that, I don't know if you remember, a few years ago they were talking about the Red Hook, like the streetcars that they were going to do that would connect Red Hook, Carroll Gardens, mm -hmm. kind of Brooklyn Heights. It would be this waterfront way to get around because it's impossible to get to Red Hook. Like, it's very hard. Mm -hmm. There are buses. Mm -hmm. There is a bus. And so the mayor <laughs> had this plan to do this streetcar. So now this was the mayor's be... plan? Because I actually, you know, I'd read about it in doing our research for, for this show, but I don't personally remember hearing anything about a light rail system from Brooklyn downtown to Red Hook. Like, this was news to me. So I guess you're saying that this was this was something that was discussed in Brooklyn. It's something that had actually been discussed. Okay. Like the mayor, the mayor's office at least had some kind of plan mm -hmm. put up. Um, Bob Diamond was a really big proponent because he was, I remember when we were on the tour, he was talking about how he was hoping the Atlantic Avenue tunnel could be used again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as part of this light rail system. The strange part of why it didn't go through, mm -hmm. the whole thing with it is that essentially a lot of the bus lines would no longer be needed if this took off. It would be a green thing. It was definitely a zero emissions mm -hmm. emissions project. Mm -hmm. It would be, I think, really fantastic. But the strange thing is that the Department of Transportation, DOT, uses the bulk of their federal grants on bus projects. Right, right. And they don't want to... They want to keep that money coming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to, to do this... If they cut off the streetcar... Mm -hmm. To cut to get rid of the Atlantic Avenue tunnel, mm -hmm. Bob Diamond says essentially is like getting rid of the biggest proponent of the streetcar mm. initiative, mm -hmm. and so essentially the DOT doesn't want anybody in the Atlantic tunnels anymore mm -hmm. because they don't want people talking about the streetcar thing that they don't want to happen yeah. because it would cut into their federal grant money. Yeah, I I'm not sure. I mean, that does some of it sounds really plausible. So mm -hmm. I I. Really, it's a mystery why they're doing it mm -hmm. and why you can't go in there anymore. And it's a shame because it was really an amazing like hour and a half that you spent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. under the city that you really got a really great glimpse of the city. There's just all kinds of stuff that was left mm -hmm. in the tunnels, which we can start to talk about the history of the tunnel, mm -hmm. like things that were left down there, like leftovers from bootleggers. Ah, well, I thought there had been rumors, but well, well, what about what about bootleggers? Let's hear about that. Well, uh, there was always these stories how bootleggers had possibly used the tunnel at some point. Sure. And there were artifacts found in the tunnel. Really? From whiskey bottle. Like, there's a shard of, not plaster, ceramic from a bootlegger's jug. Mm -hmm. There's just a couple things that have been found on there that start to substantiate some of those claims. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you just imagine that it was closed off, but people still kind of knew where it was for a while and were using it for various purposes. Right. And there was another rumor about... Possibly German spies were hiding in the right. tunnel during World War II and using the space to manufacture mustard gas, which, how they came up with that, 
who knows, but it was wartime and, and people were nervous. And let me see, I know that they investigated that. Yeah, the FBI actually went into the tunnel mm-hmm. in 1916. Yeah. Um, of course, there were no Germans. There were no and Germans and no trace of mustard yet. No so that didn't seem to be right. an issue. And I think there have been rumors of like vampires and stuff. This is where urban legends start oh, to take well, off. Well, that comes from the H.P. Lovecraft story, Horror at Red Hook. Really? I've never heard um, this story. Yeah, that's where that comes from, because um, he wrote a book about, apparently, these vampires in Red Hook mm-hmm. who are stealing children, <laughs> um, and they live in these lost tunnels mm-hmm. hidden under Atlantic Avenue. I see. Wow. So I think that's kind of where the vampire myth... It's actually a pretty good story. I'm not a huge Lovecraft fan, mm-hmm. but... It's it's really interesting, especially if you know the water Brooklyn waterfront. There are actually places that existed because he lived in Red Hook at the time, mm. and so you can kind of you really get your bearing on where he's talking about. Mm-hmm. But it's really interesting at that point. People were still talking about this tunnel that was like hidden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny that H.P. Lovecraft brought it up in in one of his writings, and of course, every time you do any research on this. There is a rather extensive Walt Whitman quote, which I will read a little bit of it right now. Um, This is written in the Brooklyn Eagle. It's a newspaper that Walt Whitman founded. Uh, In excerpts, it says, The old tunnel that used to lie there underground, a passage of Acheron-like solemnity and darkness. What's Acheron? A-C-H-E-R-O-N, capital A. Actually, Anyone know? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. We should look it Listeners, up. Uh, write in if you have any idea. Anyway, know. the passage is after unlike his solemnity and darkness. Now all closed and filled up, and soon to be utterly forgotten, with all its reminiscences. However, there will, for a few years yet, be many dear ones, to not a few Brooklynites, New Yorkers, and promiscuous crowds besides. For it was here you started to go down the island in summer. So Whitman's remembering it as like the site of embarking on your trip to to the beach to get away from the nasty, filthy, sweltering, crowded city in the summer. And of course, anyone who's been in New York in the summer knows how badly you want to get away from that sometimes. But of course, Whitman was wrong where he says, soon to be utterly forgotten. It is neither entirely filled up, Aww. nor is it utterly forgotten. Aww. Well, by the way, Ash- the Asheron mm-hmm. is known as the River of Pain, and it's one of the five rivers in the Greek underworld. Okay. Okay. So so is that a, a good it's, thing? or it's, a, so it's Is it like the River Styx? It's like about I guess transition and change? I, I don't so. know. Any Whitman scholars listening now, we'd love to have your input. Yes, if anybody wants to tell us what they think about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I think one of my favorite, like, writings about the tunnel, besides, of course, vampires living in the tunnel, of is a historical fiction called The Cosgrove Report, okay. which supposedly has the missing pages of John Wilkes Booth diary uh-huh. hidden in the Atlantic Avenue Tunnel. Mm-hmm. Did you did you come across I have, this? In I don't know anything about this. Go on. Uh, the Cosgrove Report. It's written by G.J.A. O'Toole. Mm-hmm. It's... So it's it's historical fiction, but apparently at some point they, you know, um, John Wilkes Booth diary where he talks about the entire conspiracy mm-hmm, to kill mm-hmm. Lincoln is missing pages. Mm. And it's been this long, like, conspiracy. I mean, they showed it in, like, National Treasure 2. They talk about it. Mm-hmm. Then there's different people say different numbers of pages are missing. Mm. 
what I have is that eight, a lot of what I kept coming across is that 18 pages are missing. Mm. And in this, in this book, he says that these, apparently the pages missing in the diary are buried in a box mm-hmm. next to an old locomotive in a tunnel, a lost tunnel under Atlantic Avenue. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I think the uh, the book was written in 1979. So, I mean, you already there's already ideas that maybe there's a train under the tunnel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I think it needs credence even though it's a fiction. But I was just fascinated with this idea that John Wilkes Booth came to New York City, found this lost tunnel, <laughs> buried his 18 <laughs> pages worth of diary in it, and then and then went- left to go assassinate Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 funny. I mean, what's really interesting about the Atlantic Avenue Tunnel is both historically and in the current time, it was, you know, it was started or, or you know, in our case, in modern times, it was rediscovered in a very fortuitous and unprecedented way, and then, in both cases, it was shut down in a rather unclear and mystifying way so it will be interesting to see what there just seems to be so many conspiracy theories surrounding the tunnel Mm -hmm. and i think people just love to have a mystery Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. well that's why i mean when i say that i mean thinking of all the like strange goings on that have been written about because there you know there's other things they also say pirates had something to do you know pirates hid their booty in the tunnel Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm there's there's so many stories around this one tunnel, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it is strange that both times it's been closed. It's been this like shrouded in mystery mm-hmm. why it's actually closed. Mm-hmm. And and weird is politics involved? Is money involved? Where's the conspiracy? Who's shutting up? Who? What's this leading to? And even now, I mean, even having read the the current concerns from the FDNY and Department of Transportation in terms of means of egress and and air quality and of course the the corresponding theory about this might have to do with the light rail it it's you know having read a number of a number of sources about this it's still not totally clear what the problem is or or what the the cause of the of the closure is so we will be paying attention to see if it is reopened and uh and if it is we'll be back down there because i'm not afraid of the air quality kate I'm not either. Mm. I really recommend if it opens again to go. Mm-hmm. I say push anybody you know in local government to try to get this open again. Mm-hmm. And again, the brooklynrail.net is really helpful in terms of who to contact and what exactly the issues are and and to try to get this tunnel open again because it's just a fascinating piece of Brooklyn history and, and train history. And, and Lord knows there are enough Mm-hmm. Uh, train history buffs out there that, that would be uh, that's something of great interest well I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast mm-hmm. and that you've learned a little bit about something that you didn't know about before mm-hmm. so every week we'll obviously be doing a different letter of the alphabet and bringing you history about New York City we welcome comments uh, especially if you want to go to iTunes and Say what a great podcast this is, <laughs> and we will see you next week. Yeah, talk to you next week with our item for letter B. Thank you very much, Kate. Thank you. For more ABC Gotham, go to our website, abcgotham.podbean.com. 
Special thanks to Podcasting's Brock. The music for ABC Gotham is by Big Rude Jake. ABC Gotham is a K2 production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. A favorite song, I wish you could be here with me on this night in New York City. I wish you could be here with me on this night in New York City.